Hey, the verdict, as I said, rampant mismanagement, conflict rules clearly broken, and little to no accountability. Joining me now is Kevin Falcon, BC United leader. Kevin, thank you for joining us. Thanks very much for having me, Jeff. Your thoughts, you saw the report, uh, you've been uh, uh, in previous governments, you've been a minister, you've been at the cabinet table. Your take on what you're reading today? Well, it is jaw-dropping, and I really think your listeners have to understand, uh, you know, your the, pre, the minister was just on there trying to uh, downplay their responsibility here, but I'm just going to take you through a little walk mm-hmm. through this entire process, because this is truly shocking. So first of all, you'll recall that the BDO, which is an accounting firm, had a report that came out in late 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, the NDP government like hid that report. They didn't release it. They it basically stopped any further work being done on it, tried to bury it. We got a leaked copy that we released last year. Now, you'll remember, in fact, Evie was on your show, Jazz, when you asked him that question, had he seen that report? And his answer to you was he had not seen that report. But then the next day, he acknowledged, well, he was, quote, familiar with the report, end mm-hmm. of quote. Uh, and then BC Housing issued a, a false statement saying, well, those are old issues that have been since dealt with. Not true. And then you recall in May last year, there was another devastating Ernst & Young report, another accounting firm, that talked about what you just mentioned at the outset, lack of financial controls, failed program delivery, conflicts of interest, etc., EB quietly released that report on the Friday evening of the Canada Day long weekend. Does that sound like very much transparency to you? No. Then, the following Friday night, he fired the entire board. Now, the NDP are trying to make it seem like, oh, well, that's because he was dealing with this issue. No, because he was quoted in the Vancouver Sun, and I quote, the changes to the board are not related to any sort of wrongdoing, end of quote. So we tried to deny it had anything about wrongdoing. We now know that's clearly was not the case. And this report, I think, uh, also shows that the funding to ATIRA, it tripled under the NDP, even after getting that report in 2018. And most of that tripling increase happened while David Eby was the minister responsible. So their, their fingerprints are all over this disaster. I think that it's such a massive uh, waste of taxpayer dollars and the, the, the just the gross incompetence really infuriate me as someone that has a, you know, a private sector background and knows the basic elements of, you know, uh, you know, oversight and holding people accountable, et cetera. So sorry to go on, but that is infuriating to me. So in this case, let, let, let's just talk about the president for a moment. Uh, should Janice Abbott be gone from Atira, uh, even though, you know, well, she's not in government, but this is a private sector uh, nonprofit that relies on government funding. Should she be gone? Well, you know, I, I noted with interest what uh, Ravi's response was. He said, well, the board, uh, you know, that, that independent board is independent. Well, first of all, they get almost virtually every penny of their funding from the government. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just, you know, understand that. Secondly, they've also written back to the premier and Ravi and made it clear that they're not going to be making any changes to the executive, uh, that they do not feel that the, you know, BC Housing or, or the, that report has made clear the need to do so. And so much of the report, again, this very common with the NDP, was redacted that it's very difficult <laughs> without seeing the unredacted portions for them to make a decision. So I think that the, you know, David Eby and the NDP are trying to blame all of this on Atira. Atira gets virtually all its funding from the provincial government. They are responsible. David Eby was the Minister of Housing responsible for BC Housing mm-hmm. during the period in which much of this uh, chaos has, has taken place. 
that's where the accountability lies. What do you say to the argument that, look, there was such a pres- such pressure on BC Liberals, this is 2010 onward, and uh, 27 onward, Liberals and New Democrats, to build public housing. And sometimes to build public housing, perhaps a few corners were cut under the BC Liberals and the BC NDP, and then a culture has been created uh, under Mr. Ramsey, where it just got to the point people lost control, that we knew need to build things. And I'm not doubting the B.C. Liberals built public housing, just as the NDP say they're building now. Do you think this has also been a culture that's been slowly building uh, with both governments uh, that we've got to this point? Well, you know, certainly if, uh, if there was a culture of B.C. housing, uh, certainly I never knew about it back when I was in government back in 2012, 2013, because mm-hmm. I can tell you I was a former finance minister and uh, you know, if I even had a whisper that this kind of nonsense was going on there, we would have been all over it, just like I was when I dealt with the ICBC challenge and fired the president and started making changes there when we discovered uh, uh, the fact that they were, you know, spending inappropriately, had too many executive, et cetera. Uh, you know, so, look, the, the problem is the most massive run-up in the funding to Ontario, which is now the largest housing provider for the B.C. government, happened actually under the NDP watch. And it was happening in spite of the fact that they were very clearly aware through a whole series of reports that there were all kinds of alarm bells ringing all over the place. And I've always argued, as you know, Jazz, that, I, you know, I, I, I think the NDP have good intentions. The problem is none of them have the background and the experience necessary to know how to manage a large, complex organization. They don't come from that kind of a background. And the, the kind of alarm bells that were ringing at BC Housing um, you know, David Eby, as the minister responsible, should have been all over this, and he wasn't. And instead, he tried to bury, mislead uh, the public and not be transparent about the information, releasing it on long weekends, etc. And it's just unacceptable, and that's so, not how you run a government. So what you should know, happen next? If we want, uh, if we look, if uh, Janice Abbott uh, steps down from a teeter, so be it. But ultimately from government, which is incomparable to taxpayers, does Mr. Eby need, uh, who needs to fall on the sword here? Is this a question of Ravi Kaila? Has the housing minister got to fall on the sword in regards to what's happened in the past? Well, somebody should be held accountable for this. I mean, mm-hmm. this is an outrageous misuse of taxpayer dollars. It's an outrageous cover-up of, of how bad the situation was. You've got the minister responsible, David Eby, at the time, releasing things, you know, on the Friday of long weekends, trying to bury reports, trying to deny he'd even seen reports, as he did on your show, then the next day admitting he'd seen the report. Um, you know, this is just, uh, you know, even when he fired the, the, the board, as I said earlier, he said the next day in the Vancouver Sun that it was not related to any sort of wrongdoing. Well, he knew at that moment that that simply wasn't true. Why couldn't he have said, look, we found a whole bunch of wrongdoing going on here. Uh, that's why I've removed the board. We're going to get things straightened out and fix it up. He did not do that. Every opportunity he's had to be honest and upfront about this, he's avoided doing so. Mm-hmm. And I think that that suggests a real problem for us because it suggests a pattern of behavior that we're probably going to see all throughout government. Kevin, thanks so much. Look forward to chatting with you on this topic because I don't think this story is going anywhere. Thanks so much. It's not going anywhere. Thank <laughs> you, Jack.